Welcome to episode 139 of The Space In Between, and today we have a beautiful guest, Christy Rich, who will be with us in just a moment. She will be sharing a bit about her own healing journey of recovering from a chronic illness after 15 years of not knowing. It's a very powerful story, so stay tuned for that. But a couple things before we get to Christy that are now happening in Nomadland. As today, as this goes live, it is summer solstice, my dear friends. Summer solstice is a very special time of year for us at Nomadland. We have held community events pretty much every year in some way, shape, or form since Nomad began, and we will be doing just that again this evening. So I'm at Stonegate Farm in Newburgh tonight with Vinnie Calandria, who is a sound healer, and I will be leading a bit of Groundwork of Movement 109, and we are going to bring these two together as a movement sound healing meditation. So if you happen to listen to this and you happen to be in the New York Hudson Valley area, please come and join us. Would love to see you. And it's kicking off a number of events that are happening. Oh my gosh, this week is a whirlwind in the Hudson Valley. So on Thursday, I will be at the Send Collective, which I will be leading a Dear Radiant One book reading and then leading us into a movement ceremony where we will dance and play and start to invoke some of our own radiant journeys within. And that will be at Ascend uh, in Cold Spring on Thursday. And then I will be at Identity Yoga in New Paltz on Saturday uh, afternoon, 4 to 5.30. And that is where we're going to intermingle the storytelling and the movement and the dancing and, and poetry and Oh, it's going to be a magical event. I already know some people that are coming and we're just going to make some magic. So if you're interested in making a magic and being a part, a co-creator with us, come play. That'll be on Saturday. And then Sunday, I will be at Gisela Strohmeyer, one of my dear friends. She's a poet. She has a beautiful book called Just Like That. I will be performing in part of her poetry journey experience. So that's on Sunday at the Rail Trail in Rosendell. And oh, and I think Identity Yoga is also in Rosendale. So up there in Rosendale, New Paltz area. So all of that is happening in this week in the Hudson Valley. But if you don't happen to be in the Hudson Valley, don't worry. There are lots of opportunities to be together. So if you're on the East Coast, I'm calling out it to anybody who has a space, whether it be a bookstore, a yoga studio, a dance studio, an art gallery, anywhere there's maybe a, a beautiful garden, or a farm, wherever you feel that dear radiant one could bless your space. It could be a book reading or this movement experience. I would love to be with you and share these very unique, very special events in your community, in your space. So reach out to me, send me a DM. I am planning out a tour between New York and North Carolina this summer and fall. Some of the dates are already falling into place, but I can add yours in too. And if you're not in the East Coast, guess what? Our reach is even beyond. You can join me in Costa Rica in November. From November 12th through the 19th, we will be exploring our Embody Radiance, I'm going to call it Reprogram Retreats in Costa Rica, Nosara, Costa Rica this November. So we're going to do a bit of reprogramming our nervous system, dropping down into this rest and digest with yoga and movement and other somatic and expanded awareness practices to drop down into your body, to embrace the beautiful surroundings and soundscapes of Costa Rica to enjoy the delicious tropical fruit. Oh my God, I'm already dreaming about mangoes and pineapples and uh, papaya. So if you would like to join us, that will be in November. I would love, love, love to experience that with you. And if you can't make it, we have the online program version of Embodied Radiance where I'm now I just decided we're re, we're gonna repackage it just ever so slightly to because I didn't like this word program or course because it's not just a step by step like you take it linearly and you check things off and you get things done. It's really a toolbox. So I'm thinking of it as our 
uh, an embodied radiance reprogram where we're reprogramming our nervous system. We're regulating our nervous system to get out of that fight or flight or freeze state and drop down into the safe space to trust our body again, to trust our environment again, to trust the people that we're sitting with. So to drop down and, and feel more trust within. And as well as this emotional emotional recovery or regulation toolbox as well. So I dan we dance in each module between a shadow and a light emotion. So moving from fear to trust, moving from anger and using that fire of anger into inspiration, uh, looking at shame and how to make friends with shame and, and shift that shame and guilt into confidence and strength and so on. And how do, how do we move from grief to gratitude? So each module is its own little ecosystem of emotions. And I, I offer meditations and videos of movement practices and little sound bites of, of podcasts with practices in there and journal prompts. There's so much, so much. And you can do that all online on your own. It's self-paced, but you can also join the monthly sessions and groups with me. And you can also walk alongside me in private sessions. So there's so many opportunities to experience all the things that we have at Nomad, and there's so many more other things that I haven't even ex told you about today. Um, but yeah, come go visit thenomadcollective.org or my website, phoebeleona.com, and you can find out more. And I think it's time now to sit with Christy and hear her very, very powerful story on how she shifted her healing story to empower you all. Okay, I am with Christy. Christy, I am felt so drawn to you right away when we both did the Purpose Pioneers Summit. And I want to just dive right into who you are, where you are in the world, and what you're what you're bringing to this beautiful world we're in today. Sure. So I live in Richfield, Connecticut currently. I'm a holistic healer. I'm a holistic health expert, writer, and speaker. And I help to empower women with their health and wellness. I help them to overcome chronic illness, chronic conditions, and trauma. And I do that by using a holistic approach, also by using my powerful energy work, and also through the natural medicine of the earth. So I'm all about helping women to become healthy, vibrant and joyful and to get back to what matters most in their lives. Mm, thank you. Yeah. I, you share a bit of your own personal story in your talk what, that I, I first spoke with you um, when I, when I first spoke with you and I, when I, when I watched you, it was a virtual summit. Yeah. And it was just like this, you and I are sitting on zoom right now and hearing your story, and I would love for you to share a little bit about it today, but I just remember how calm you were and how just everybody was saying you were like a bright sunshine. Mm. And, and I love being able to see people like you and, and myself too, like being on the other side of it and seeing the evidence of what you've been through and, and how we can really embody the, the light of it on the other side. So I just want to acknowledge you first of all in, in that. You. Yeah. And so you definitely have a journey and wherever you would love to start, I would love to just dive right into your journey. Sure. Well, thank you again. It was a journey. And <laughs> so I was actually sick with a chronic illness for 15 years. Uh, it was a very unusual journey for me because all of my life I had been very healthy. I never had a chronic illness or a chronic condition before. And so suddenly when I got sick at the prime of my life, I was confused. I didn't know why. And I was surprised that it lingered on. It didn't go away after you know a few weeks, a few months. And so I did what most people do. I went to the doctor and I was expecting that my primary care doctor would be like, okay, we did some blood tests and this is what it is. This is what you need to do. Solved, fixed, done. Mm. <laughs> and it didn't happen that way. So instead it was this long winding uh, journey that I went on and basically that first doctor just immediately labeled me as being depressed because the doctor, the blood results came out fine. 
it didn't show anything. So even though it didn't show anything, he saw from the symptoms, oh, well, this seems like it's depression. I've seen this before. Mm. And he wanted to immediately put me on medication and that didn't feel right for me. And then I even went to his wife who was actually also in the practice and a doctor at the practice. And I thought she would have a different perspective being a woman. She would be more empathic and compassionate about what I was going through. And she said the exact same thing. Trust my husband, take the medication. That's all all I have Mm. for you. So that was really surprising for me that my doctors were like, this is it done. That's all we could do. See you later. And so I went on this long winding journey. I got into alternative health and wellness, went to an acupuncturist for the first time. And I was so curious. I was so open-minded to learn about Chinese medicine, to learn about the meridians and how the organs work from a Chinese perspective. And also to try acupuncture. I'd never tried it before. I was curious how it would make me feel. And instead, uh, he again, heard my history and said, you're just stressed. You're just in the real world. You're no longer in college and life is harder and you just need to go out and have some fun. Just have some fun. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And so I knew my body. I knew this wasn't my normal of how I felt. I physically felt unwell. It wasn't just, I was depressed. I was sad. There was no reason for me to be sad about anything. I was excited to be taking on my career as an actress. At that time, I was pursuing mm-hmm. acting and I love to be on the stage. I know you do too. That's where mm-hmm. I come alive. So for me to not feel well enough to be in my element, I knew something was wrong. So again, I went on this journey and because the first few people basically quickly wrote it off as being stressed or depressed, I knew I had to go deeper. So I started to do research. I became my own health advocate. And that was something I never thought of before, but I was actually inspired by Oprah. So Mm -hmm. Oprah said, we need to be our best advocate. She wasn't necessarily talking about health, but I said, oh, this applies to health too. I need to be my advocate with my health and wellness. I need to keep on going, keep on going to doctors, asking for tests, find out what's wrong. Because I knew there had to be a reason. There had to be a reason why a girl who'd been healthy all of her life suddenly got sick and couldn't get well. So I tried diets. I tried herbs. I tried supplements. I tried so many different um, practitioners going to them and seeing if they could help me. I went to a therapist. I studied healing. So that's how I became a healer was I uh, was in the right place at the right time. And I saw this poster of a Russian shaman and he was visiting in my area and I was in Connecticut at this time. And uh, it's a very conservative area where I live. And I was just perplexed why a Russian shaman was coming. (laughs) I've never even heard of a Russian shaman. (laughs) Yeah. So so shamanism actually originated in Siberia and Russia. Okay. Most people don't know that they know shamanism from Native American culture. So that's very popular. And then a lot of people do a blend of fusion of shamanism. Yeah. So he was the traditional from Siberia, uh, really uh, the authentic original shaman. And so I was curious and somebody said, Oh, Christy, you should go. I know him. I'm going. And it was just like, okay, I should go. Then I should go. And it was just like a fun thing. Like I'm curious, but once I started studying with him, it resonated and it made me feel better. Mm -hmm. And so I kept going to these classes. I kept learning I learned about meditation. I learned about moving meditations. I learned about healing through the power of our imagination, healing through breath work. And I loved it. So I studied his whole modern mystery school, nine levels. And Mm -hmm. then I happened to be at the right place, right time. And my yoga instructor went to a very gentle yoga class because, again, I didn't have much energy. I didn't have stamina. And so she saw me. And I told her my story of how I was chronically ill and doctors couldn't help me. And she looked at me and she looked at my eyes and she goes, you know what, Christy, I cannot tell that you are sick at all. You look completely fine. But when I look at your eyes, when I look at your eyes, I can see it. Mm. So you know how they say eyes are the windows of the soul? Yes. So she could see it. So she said, Christy, come and have a Reiki session. 
And I was like, what's Reiki? She's like, just come. <laughs> I'll show you. Just come. You'll enjoy it. And so I had a few Reiki sessions with her. And again, I felt better. And so I said, okay, there's something here. I feel peace. I feel calmness. This is good. And then she said, well, you know, Christy, you can study this and do it on your own. And I said, really? That's amazing. So that's how I became a healer. So I ended up blending the two, Russian shamanism and Reiki. And that's what I use now to help my clients. So I became a healer to heal myself, to try to heal myself. But then again, it was this long winding journey, uh, went to many different doctors. To make a long story short, uh, doctors started to think I was a hypochondriac because I kept on coming back. Mm-hmm. That didn't feel good either. Yeah. <laughs> I knew there was something wrong. And then finally, I did get labeled with fibromyalgia and was told there was no cure. There was nothing else he could do. He mm-hmm. had done it all. And I just had to accept being in pain for the rest of my life and not being able to work. Okay. That didn't resonate with me. You know, I'm all about female (laughs) empowerment. I'm not about uh, not being able to work for the rest of my life and having to depend on others. So I kept searching. I finally found a doctor who was willing to do further testing and he discovered the root cause. So he discovered that I had extremely high levels of heavy metals in my blood. Yes. And the levels were so high of lead and mercury that he said I should have had brain damage and paralysis. Wow. And I believe because I was so focused on my health for those 15 years that I had taken preventative measures so I didn't get to that point. Okay. But still, I was so very sick. I was very, very sick. And uh, then he said, okay, well, you need to go to a toxicologist. You need to go for weekly chelation therapy for at least a year, probably longer, since your levels are so high. And um, that's what you need to do. That's the protocol. So I went home, and I was a mixture of relief. Finally, somebody Mm -hmm. believed me. I got the root cause. I got the reason. But also confusion. How did this happen to me? How come no other doctors did this test? It was in my blood. They could see it in the blood this whole entire time before then. They were looking Mm -hmm. at the blood. It didn't show anything. So they were kind of making up their guesses of what they thought it was, Mm -hmm. that it was depression, that it was fibromyalgia because nothing else came up. So it had to be this. It was hypochondria because nothing was in the blood, but Mm -hmm. there was evidence. They just did the wrong tests. Okay. So they, they didn't even see it because they weren't looking at it. They didn't, they didn't test. They didn't test for heavy metals. They they actually went to a doctor, one of my primary care doctors, two years before I was diagnosed by this other doctor. And I had done the research and I thought it was heavy metal toxicity. Oh, wow. And so I showed him all my research, all my papers. I'm like, I have these symptoms. I think it's this, I think we need to test for this. And he threw those papers at me and said, are you a doctor? Wow. Do you have a degree? I hate when my clients do this. That's what he said. I hate when my clients do this. Do not diagnose yourself. You are not me. And he just stormed out of the room. Wow. So I could have been well two years earlier if he had listened to me. Did you go back to that doctor and show no. him? <laughs> no, I never went back to that doctor. I, 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 that I, I could never go to that doctor. Again. I feel like you should just go in and give him those papers and say, look what I, what I found with this other doctor two years later. Yeah. Uh, no, oh I, I was, you know, <laughs> frustrated with doctors to yeah. say the least. Yeah. But the good news is that I did overcome my illness. So Mm -hmm. once he told me about chelation therapy, I did research. And then Mm -hmm. I found out that it's one of the few substances that can pass between the blood brain barrier and it can have disastrous results. So this medication, the only medication that Western medicine has for removing the heavy metals can Mm -hmm. possibly cause paralysis. Oh, wow. Brain damage and possibly death. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So finally getting the root cause, hearing what the treatment is and in order for them to remove it, I may risk my life. That didn't make sense to me either. So then I said, you know, Christy, you're a healer. You're going to heal yourself. You have the root cause. Give yourself a month. You can do this. So I really hyped myself up and I started doing more research. I found there were food and supplements that I could take that were natural, Mm -hmm. no side effects, low cost that I could take daily. 
And this other treatment was very costly. I didn't have any insurance. I'm like, how am I going to pay for this for a year? And then I'm going to have to travel into New York City. That's another cost. But I could take these foods and supplements daily. Then I start meditating for the first time ever, 20 minutes, twice a day. And then I start going outside for a little walk to get some fresh air, get some exercise. And every single day, I just fed myself with positivity. Christy, you're going to be well in one month. You're going to be well. You can do this. And so they were testing my blood every three to four days because they were concerned about how high my levels were. Mm -hmm. And they were concerned that the levels were going up because they were so high. They thought I was consuming the heavy metal still somehow. And instead of them going up, they were testing and it was going down and down and down until the end of the month, it was zero. Wow. Yes. Yes. So then I had my life back and then that's how I decided to help women to help them to overcome chronic illness and chronic conditions too, because I knew what it was like to be on the journey to have a chronic illness and for doctors not to listen to you and to make assumptions and to disempower you. Yeah. Yeah. And so I am here to empower women that you can get well and you can get well naturally once you understand the root cause. Yeah. Oh, what a powerful story. I mean, I've heard most of that in your talk, but to hear some of the other backstory around that is, I have so many questions. Yes, dive (laughs) in, please. So, so this timeline, so you, this timeline was over 15 years, correct? That's what you were saying from when you, when you started. So you were, what was happening in your life during that time before you got sick? Like, what did that look like? You said you, it sounded like you were on your way. You were doing things that brought you a lot of joy. You were acting. Oh, yeah. I think you were in the city, correct? Uh, I was in the city. So let's see. So the very beginning before I got sick or as I got sick, um, I was in London. Okay. So I was um, doing my junior year abroad studying theater because okay. again, I had planned to become an actress. That was my ambition to be professional actress of the stage. Mm-hmm. And so... I thought, well, I got to study in London, right? Because that's where a good theater is. Um, Of course, New York City too. But I got sick when I was there. Okay. And then I went back to college, University of Michigan. And uh, I was very, very sick. I couldn't function my last year. You know, you think your senior year, Mm. you're thriving, you're so excited, you know. But I was so very sick. It was hard for me to make classes. I started having all these allergic reactions to food that I was eating. And then they were trying to give me medication. I was having allergic reaction to the medications. It was a complete mess. So it was such a struggle to get through my last year. And then from there, I did move home for a little bit. And then I went to New York City to pursue my acting career. Okay. I was doing what I wanted to do. I was getting out there in New York City. I was auditioning. And it was just very difficult because I had chronic fatigue. It was debilitating. I had insomnia and it's just like these symptoms just started to escalate. They got worse as time went along instead of better. Yeah. And I mean, just living in the city alone is so stimulating. Mm. Um, (laughs) Yes. So to have that layer of, you know, this disease that you were, you were handling and maintaining to some certain extent at that point, you know, it's, it's, um, I, I did it too, you know, the, the auditioning, running from point A to point B, just mm-hmm. to get from one audition to the next, then to rehearsal. And then just the energy of the city itself is just so overstimulating. So, um, yeah, I just want to, you know, acknowledge you for that. So that's when you started to go to the doctors, the acupuncturist, it sounds like around that time. Too. No, I had to leave New York City because I was so sick. I couldn't work. Wow. So I couldn't pay rent. So I had to leave and I had to move back home with my parents. And it was then that I went to the doctor and he's like, you're just depressed. And then it was, I sought acupuncture. So it was after I had to leave. I had to leave my uh, life in New York city that I loved. I had Mm. to leave my career and stop working and just focus on my health. Wow. So it really sounds like an invitation to the dark night of the soul for you Mm, or, or this, what this, what this, podcast is the space in between. And, and we talk a lot about these, you know, life happening for us and through us and with us. And, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes when we're in it, we feel like life's happening to us. 
Yes. And you really, it sounds like you listened to the invitation. You know, you, you heard the doctors say it's depression. You heard even the acupuncturist, which I was really surprised to hear, you know, having a Eastern medicine, just say, go out and have fun. Um, and did you feel on that other side of it, um, with the acupuncturist, did you feel a change in any way? Cause you said the other healers you did, but this one just sounds no. like you're, you weren't ready for it. No, it's very painful because again, I wasn't a lot of pain and he would put it in a certain spot and I was like, Ew, that hurts a yeah. lot. You know? So again, I had all the symptoms of fibromyalgia. I had tender spots that were very sensitive. So then to put a needle in there, it was like excruciating, but yeah. I do uh, I think acupuncture is wonderful. I have had other yeah. treatments with those who are really good uh, acupuncturists and it doesn't hurt to go in and it, I do feel a change, a difference, but for him, you know, maybe it was his energy as well, but yeah. it just wasn't the right person for me. So then I kept on going. I was like, okay, if it's not you, let's keep on going. So I was very yeah. resilient and that really yeah. helped me to get through. Was, I was like, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give up on myself. I'm not going to be this sick for the rest of my life. Well, what kind of life is that? I was young. Yeah. So I'm very glad that I have this fighter spirit in me that won't mm -hmm. give up and it's resilient. And so again, I just want to emphasize again to women, it's so important for you to become your own health advocate. If mm -hmm. I hadn't, if I had listened to those doctors say, just take antidepressants, just take medicine for migraines, just take medicine for your acid reflux. If I had just done all those medications, I would yeah. not have gotten better. Okay. Yeah. Because it didn't go to the root cause because it didn't take out the heavy metals. Right. Yeah. So I would have had all this medication, all the, layers. all the layers, and I would have had more side effects because I always get the side effects of the medications and I would not be where I am today. I would not be able to help women. I would not be functioning. I would yeah. still be struggling with my health and wellness. So it's very important for women to ask questions, ask difficult questions, even if you get that pushback from your doctors and you mm -hmm. may, okay, it's very hard to find someone who is really compassionate and empathic to women and their struggles. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very unfortunate, but we're in the society if they don't have much time. You know, they yeah. don't have much time for an appointment. So they don't have time to really give you emotional support. They're just looking at the, um, at the results. Okay. What have you got? What symptoms? Okay. What does the blood say? Okay. Here's this medication. There isn't a medication. That's all I got for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree. And I've been there, not to the extreme that you, that you were in um, mm. with doctors, but I, you know, is there any advice, not just being an advocate, but is there other advice for women and men out there? Cause we have men listening to this podcast yeah, too, yeah, sure. that, um, that if you're sitting with a doctor and you're feeling like you're not being seen or heard or understood, is there something that you could, you know, offer to, to somebody who's in that position with a doctor? Um, because you, you were resilient and maybe it is a matter of asking the right questions or just feeling something in your gut saying, no, just continue to move forward or, or anything else that you would speak into. Yes. I think if a doctor is not listening, I think if a doctor does not have compassion, he or she is not the right doctor for you. So you need mm -hmm. to move on. You can't convince yeah. somebody to care about you and to, to feel for what you're going through. You should have questions ahead of time. Think of questions you wish to ask because they will be on that time clock and go, go, go. Mm -hmm. So you need to make sure you have them written down so that you are prepared. Again, with mm -hmm. my thinking back then, it's like, if I didn't write it down, I would have forgotten. Yeah. But it's very important that you pick a doctor that you have rapport with. Very, very important. And for me, it's now important to find a doctor who believes in a holistic approach. And not all doctors do because they're not trained that way. Is there anything that we can do to find these doctors? Like, is there a database or anything like that? Or is it just really being, like you said, you've said multiple times, being in the right place at the right time? I don't know about a database. Uh, frankly, I'm, <clears throat> excuse me, not very sick that often anymore. I'm yeah. very healthy. So I don't go to the doctor very often. I basically only mm -hmm. go for my annual for the, you know, major tests that you need to get to yeah. make sure that you're healthy. So I don't have that resource, but again, you know, really ask your friends, ask people who you trust, who they go to. They may have some good people to recommend to you. So always, you know, use your network. That's what I did when I was sick. My dad just 
called all of his friends and colleagues and said, mm. okay, my daughter's sick, you know, who can you recommend? Mm. So I went to the best doctors. I went to the best doctors in New York City and Connecticut, but they just weren't looking for the right area. They weren't yeah. able to realize it all stemmed from the liver. Yeah. So do you have any idea as to why you had such high levels? No, no. So that oh. is a little mystery. Okay. Um, basically, I have some theories, but I don't know okay. for sure. So my theory is that one, uh, you can find lead in drinking water. So okay. when I was in London, when I first got sick, um, you know, I don't know if there was lead in the water, but I did live in a flat with other women. There were seven of us, if you can imagine, <laughs> living together in a flat in London, our junior year abroad. So it's pretty wild. But many of us got really sick after living oh, in that yeah. flat. And some okay. of us still have, well, I no longer have my illness, but I know one person is still very sick. She has Hashimoto's wow. disease. Um, so I'm wondering if there's a correlation there. Definitely. Um, also, when I moved back home, I was able to go on the EWG website where you can look and see the um, quality of water in the U.S. So I was okay. able to see that in the town where I live in Connecticut, there has been lead reported in the water. OK, this is not okay. something that is on the front page of the newspapers, but you can do some digging. You can okay. find out if there are different chemicals in your water that aren't really okay. safe. Um, so that is a really good research for people to look up. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. that's only for the U.S., so you cannot apply that to countries overseas. It's just okay. uh, for us in the U.S. So that is my theory that it came from the water. With the lead for the mercury, my theory is that uh, I did have some silver amalgam fillings. So silver amalgam fillings, of course, contain mercury. And my belief is that maybe when they were putting one in or taking them out because I did have them transferred over to the opaque. Maybe I swallowed a little bit of the sliver of the shavings. Yeah. So that is all that I have. I'm not exactly yeah. sure, but that's my theory because I did not consume a lot of tuna fish. Tuna fish is high in mercury, mm -hmm. also swordfish. And uh, once I did go to the toxicologist, they asked me repeatedly, are you eating tuna <laughs> fish five times a day? And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I am five not times a day. Like, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might you would definitely to, remember. <laughs> yeah, am I not supposed to do it that often? Really? Oh, yeah, I mean, I just know. eat it twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, my um, goodness. Yeah. So people need to be mindful that it can yeah. be in those bigger fish, tuna and swordfish. But yeah. again, I wasn't consuming that. I had let that go because I was so conscious of what I was eating that I really yeah. had to change my diet. I was eating very healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like, I mean, it just, it sounds so divinely aligned for you. This, what my teacher constantly talks about is like changing your karma to your dharma, your karma mm -hmm. being Yes. this situation, right? This invitation into challenge and you found purpose in it, right? Found purpose for yourself to heal. But now you're here as an advocate for other women to help them in their, their healing journey as well. And just become aware of it too. Yes. Like you said, there might be somebody out there listening right now who is medicated for depression or, or anything else, you know, it doesn't even have to fall under the umbrella of what you spoke about today, but mm -hmm. to say, okay, maybe there's an alternative here. Absolutely. Speaking, speaking Absolutely. And yeah. I think I really believe what you said. So I consider myself a wounded healer. So yeah. I had to go through that process of being very sick to then help others. And yeah. so I think it's also you know, important for some people to work with someone who has had that experience of overcoming an illness. And a lot of doctors have not had that experience of having a chronic illness and then overcoming it and then being able to empower their clients that you can do it like I did. It's possible. Mm -hmm. So again, you can learn from experience. And it was very difficult during the time that I had my chronic illness, but I do believe what you said, it was a blessing in disguise. It was so that I could grow as a person. It's so I could grow into my purpose and help those who really needed help who weren't being served. And so I'm very grateful that this has happened so that I can help women. And also very grateful because I have that empathy. 
So I am an empath. So when I'm working with my clients, I really hold space for them. I really allow them to vent, to cry, to get angry, (laughs) to share everything that's been going on. And you don't have that experience when you go to the doctor. You know, he's not going to hold your hand while you cry for a few minutes about how difficult it's been. So I believe that's a very important part of healing, allowing people to express how they feel. Okay. It's not just about getting to the body and getting to those symptoms, but it's a mind, body, spirit connection. It's all connected. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of the work that I do is the somatic work and, and getting into your emotions and letting yourself express. And I think you just hit it right there with Western medicine is there's such a, you know, I went to school and this is what was in the book and I'm going to look at your symptoms and I'm going to take this test. And if it doesn't say anything, then you just have, you know, they have like a chart, like a flow chart, basically. Yeah. This is this, then it's this. And there's no actually sitting and listening and being able to hold that emotional space too. And I unfortunately had a a similar experience um, with a doctor of, you know, having a very vulnerable moment and just him, you know, kind of going, oh, you have your period. I was like, that was something much worse than just my period. Did he say that? Oh my goodness. That's terrible. See, again, that shows disrespect for women. Really? It does. I mean, a lot of doctors cannot understand, you know, we can be more emotional than men. It's just how we are built, but it doesn't mean that we are weaker. It doesn't mean that we can't handle pain. You know, women go through childbirth. We can handle pain, right? Yeah. Right. Well, that's a whole other conversation, but I think that they're intimidated about how much we can hold. Oh, exactly. and how we can actually hold it and express it because the holding it isn't holding it in, right? Like it's a holding, it's more of like an open, I, I see it as like an open container where we're feeling it and moving with it and, and rather than holding it, this is what I yeah. see as like more of the masculine. Yeah. I'm holding my hands clenched yeah. for those and who that's can't what see. They're taught to be, they're taught mm-hmm. not to express their emotions. So yeah. then when we express mm-hmm. our emotions, they don't know how to handle it often. Right. Yeah. But and that's a mirror of their own expression. And um, yeah, this is kind of going into a whole other direction, but yes. I was just reading uh, somebody's Facebook post just before I got on about the the shooting that happened, mm. you know, a couple of days ago. And he was, he was writing as a male teacher and talking about how we need to raise our men to feel anger and to feel grief, because this is what's the result, right? You're speaking more in the medical field, but we're also looking, we're seeing it in so many different ways of how the masculine isn't un, being able to understand how to hold these energies yeah. and they're not given permission to hold them. Exactly. We need to yeah. encourage everyone to express themselves, express their emotions, express their challenges to open up and communicate about it. And we need to, you know, be better about helping people through trauma. Yeah. Okay, so it's very, very important that people get healing for trauma. Trauma does not go away in time. Okay, people say time heals all. Time does not heal trauma. You just get a little further away from the date that such and such happened. So it's easier. You're focusing on other things. Okay, but you're not healed until you focus on the healing. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that you're doing a lot of work with women specifically, and you gave a really beautiful session yesterday. Do you want to speak a bit about that? And this is a new direction that you're taking. Sure. So I gave a master class yesterday and uh, it went really well. It was on why infertility is rising. So infertility is rising around the world. And I have been doing a lot of research. I am writing a book series about childbirth around the world through a holistic perspective. And I've become very, very passionate about this subject. And I interviewed over 70 mothers and childbirth experts Mm -hmm. around the world to get their stories, their insights, and even to talk about things that many may consider taboo. So I was very surprised and enlightened that a lot of the women who I spoke to had had miscarriages or had problems conceiving for a while. And this is something that is not openly discussed among women. Women do not know how common it is to have a miscarriage. It is actually very common. And women instead do not share how they feel when this happens. And they go through the shame cycle and they go through feeling very small and Again, this is a trauma. They need healing. 
Mm -hmm. So I decided to do this masterclass to inform people why infertility is rising, because this is another topic that's not being discussed enough. There are specific Mm -hmm. reasons why it has been rising. And there is something that we can do to help ourselves. So it's very important that women know, again, that no matter what the condition if it is like a chronic illness that I had, or if it is uh, not being able to conceive right away, you can resolve it naturally. And the key is a holistic approach is to really get to the root cause of why you are not able to conceive right away. So Mm -hmm. I gave many different examples of uh, different things to keep in mind. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was a very informative discussion and I hope to do more of these master classes mm. to present some of my research, to present some of, um, you know, the conversations that I collected with the interviews and also through my mediumship. So I'm also a medium and I was able to check in with them and ask them questions to really get insight as to, you know, different things that people aren't talking about to have understanding why it's happening. Mm. I would love for, I'm sure there are people out there listening and and intrigued by why is infertility rising? And I would love for them to come and and experience your session, but would you mind sharing maybe one theory of why you see that it's rising? Sure. So one of the reasons, and again, this was a 40 minute masterclass. I didn't (laughs) cover everything in in the 40 minutes. So there is even more than that masterclass, but to boil it down to just a simple uh, one item for you. Um, I will say that we need to really look at the food, the quality of the food that we're Mm -hmm. eating. Okay. So food is not the same as it was a hundred years ago. The soil Mm -hmm. is not as rich. We have a lot of food that is sprayed with herbicides to let go of the weeds, sprayed with pesticides to let go of the bugs being on them. And everything has to look so perfect that sometimes it's injected with dyes. Also, Mm it's sprayed even once it goes on the truck, you know, if it's going cross country or uh, yeah, if it's going like from Mexico up here, then they spray the truck. So there's more and more chemicals that are being Mm. added to our foods that we are consuming. And then it gets overburdened in the liver and the liver was never, you know, intended to filter out man-made chemicals. Okay. So now the liver is working really hard and now it's processing at all of your medications that you're taking over the counter and prescription, all these Mm -hmm. toxins from the food that you're consuming, all the artificial colors and flavors, all the processed food and all those ingredients, you'll even know what they are (laughs) in there. And your liver is overburdened and it can't do its normal function because now it has too much to do. So it's very important that women consider a detox. Okay, so very important for us to do that regularly, because we are constantly exposed to toxins. And we need to filter them out because the liver can't do it on its own. Yeah. Wow. That's, I mean, I, I have been very aware of our food, but I had not looked at it from that perspective as um, through infertility. So thank you for enlightening us. You're welcome. Oh my gosh. So Christy, um, I want to honor your time. Is there anything else that you want to like, where do you want to go as before we wrap up? Is there anything else that you want to share with us? Uh, I guess I just want to share if anybody is really struggling with a chronic illness or a chronic condition, it's really important that you put the focus on healing to really put the focus on that. When I had a chronic illness, I let go of my acting career. I realized Mm -hmm. there were lots of areas of my life that I wish were flourishing, my my social life, my dating life, making money, all these things. But I realized I had to really focus and kind of tunnel vision just how can I get well for me to get well. And I focused on doing healing, self-healing on myself, like I said, with the Reiki and with the food and every single day taking small, consistent actions. So I really want to encourage anybody who is struggling with their health, if it's been a long time, to really say, okay, now I'm going to prioritize this. I've been Mm -hmm. prioritizing my friends, my spouse, my dog, my work. Now it's time to prioritize me. And if they need a guide, if they need help along the journey, then I would like to invite them to come and work with me. I love to, again, empower women. I mostly work with women. I have worked with men in the past. Um, I work with them one-on-one. So right now I have a three session package that they can meet with me on Zoom 
and we go deep, like I mentioned, so I hold space for them. I hear their whole health history. I give them a powerful healing, so it's an hour-long healing, and then there is the fun time, the time for the intuitive mediumship, so I will call in their guides. I will call in their ancestors if they have specific questions. I can even, you know, go in and talk to their organs. How are they feeling? What do they need? And Mm -hmm. really give them recommended action steps. So they see from a higher perspective what's going on. They know what actions to take, if they should take certain herbs, if they should change their diet, they need to exercise more, relax more, sleep more. Okay. The actions are very simple, but they're very potent because they are completely customized and directed to their needs. So I provide a recording, I provide detailed notes so they can make sure they really understand what they need to do. Um, So that is a wonderful way if somebody would like to work with me one-on-one. I also have some digital programs. So I have one that's starting in a couple of weeks, but I'm not exactly sure when this um, will be aired, but I will have this as a signature program yearly. So if you miss it this year, you can check it out next year. It's called Detox for Joy. So I'm super excited Mm -hmm. about that to help ladies to detox, to get their body stronger and healthier, to alleviate any chronic conditions that they have. I am applying my system, my specific system of how I overcame my chronic illness of 15 years in one month in this program. So they will learn step-by-step how I detox the simple, specific steps I took. And then the second half is to build them up with joy and to help them to balance their mind, body, and spirit, and just get back into that peace, get back into that flow, get back into that joy. Mm -hmm. And that's so important to have those elevated emotions, that higher frequency in the body that actually literally regenerate our cells. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, well, it's such a joy to be with you. Oh, thank you. You too. Yes, yes. Yeah. We have a lot in common. We really do. We do. And I love that, you know, I'm grateful to know that you made it through on the other side, but I am grateful to know that you had this journey so that you could help people. And I really, like I said before, when I saw you speak in the virtual summit for Purpose Pioneers, I can tell you're in your element when you're speaking to groups and mm. I can see that, you know, young Christy, when she was out <laughs> heading out to be this actress and now, you know, you had to go on this other journey to get you back on stage and, mm. and now speak a truth. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't have to be anybody else, right? Like you don't have to step into a role. You're stepping into you. And so yes. I just want to acknowledge you for, well, thank for you. that. That's so beautifully said, because that is exactly it. It has been a winding journey for my career Mm -hmm. as well. And now I have gone full circle to get back on the stage. But you're right, as me, not as a character, Mm -hmm. but as me speaking my experience, speaking my truth, and then to empower and uplift women. So again, I'm so grateful for this journey. I could never have planned it or imagined it to be like it is today. And I'm so grateful. So thank you for summarizing that so beautifully. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, I, we will keep in touch and we will also have everything that you talked about in terms of website and the programs. We'll have that yeah. in our show notes too. Okay. Let me just so, say yeah. the website real quick. So yes. Oh yeah, that. definitely. So my business name is The Dancing Curtain. And so my website is www.thedancingcurtain.com. And then they can follow me on Instagram at my name, Christy Rich. They can follow me on Facebook at The Dancing Curtain and YouTube at Dancing Curtain. Beautiful. I love that name too, Dancing Curtain. How did you find Dancy Curtain? How did that come to you? Oh, so that's an interesting story. So I actually started my business as a comedy business. Ah. (laughs) It has transformed in its own journey as well. And so it started in 2009, you know, at the height of the recession. And I wanted to uplift everyone and get them out as a community to have some fun and not worry about the recession. So Mm. it started off with sketch comedy and I wrote all the skits and I wanted to have a gimmick that they could remember me. Okay. There's other comedy businesses out there, second city, upright citizens brigade. And so I thought of the movie gypsy because that's my background Mm -hmm. in musical theater. And I said, uh, okay, there's that song. You got to have a gimmick. So (laughs) my gimmick that every single performance, we would end with a dancing curtain call. So we nice. would dance our, our bows and have the music up and the audience be up and dancing. and Everybody just leave feeling 
so fabulous. So that's how it began. The Dancing Curtain was to uplift people and to get them dancing. And now it is about, you know, dancing in their own vibration, in their spirit to really Mm. prioritize their wellness and to prioritize their joy and to shine, to put themselves in the spotlight and to shine. Oh my gosh. I'm, I have such a big smile on my face because first of all, I love that. I love that it started as this comedy comedy troupe, right? And and the story of getting there and now how it full circle brought you back to this. And, I, and I'm smiling because I love that. But I also, if you don't mind me sharing, my yes, movement yes. practice, Movement 109, also started in a similar place, not a comedy troupe. <laughs> but in 2010, as my dance company, when I was leaving the city, I wanted to pay homage to the city that was my biggest teacher at that time. And so I put together this company, Movement 109, and I won't go into the whole story of why I named it that, but I left it alone. And then when I started to develop the somatic practice, my healer said, okay, you have to name it now. And I came back to Movement 109 and -hmm. I felt like this is what it's it's meant to be for. And so I'm dancing and as a healing and uh, giving that gift of dance to others as their own healing. So I love that we both, that we're such each other's mirror. We said that too in a a private conversation. I love that we have so many parallels that we're just unfolding Mm, right now. Beautiful. Yes. So glad to have this connection with you. Yeah. Oh, well, good. So Dancing Curtain, we will continue to follow you, Christy, in all of the places. And like I said, we'll have everything listed in our show notes too. So thank you for just... Yeah. Thank you for doing the work. Thank you for being such a joy. And we'll definitely have to have you back and share more another time too. Thank you so much. Yes. I hope you enjoyed our time with Christy. She is such a ray of sunshine and I love being able to hear how she can be such that such that light on the other side of her journey, her very long 15 year journey of finding out, figuring out her chronic illness. And it was such a powerful story. And she, I definitely recommend looking her up and being with her in some way. So if you, if this podcast, if this episode resonated with you, or you know somebody out there who could definitely benefit from it, from her story, that maybe they're suffering from a chronic illness, Send this to a friend, share it in any way that feels good, maybe on social media, leave us a review, leave us some stars, let us know how you, you can send us an email. I'd love to hear your story. And if, if you like to share your story also with us, um, we're always looking for people to share their stories on the space in between. And if you want to, to support this podcast, it's just $11 a month to help support all the back end of, of everything that goes into this beautiful podcast to get it out to your ears. Uh, it's $11 a month. And you not only get this ad-free experience where you get to flow in conversation and not get interrupted by you know, an ad, then you can also get a little bit of invites. Once you support, you support at $11 a month, you get invited to some beautiful free events that are happening at the Nomad Collective each month in the virtual realm. So it doesn't matter where you are in the world, you can support us and receive and connect with us. So we'd love to see you there. Have such a beautiful day.